Welcome to Let's Get Social with me, Philip Twyver, to the Curly Marketer, social media strategist and management. And me, Emer Duffy of Fit Social Media, your social media personal trainer. So if you're confused about social media or not sure what channels to use, well, we've got you covered on Let's Get Social. Happy Friday, Emer. Only feels like we've been here five minutes ago. I know. Time flies when you're having fun. Yeah, yeah they say that, but sometimes I wonder. Uh, <laughs> so are you back down to earth since your wee breakaway and go away? I am. Yes. I, did you, uh, I was going to say, did you strategize and do any much of a digital detox? Intent? Well, you know, we interviewed uh, Peter Connolly there recently about a digital mm-hmm. detox and I did sort of a digital detox. Um, mm. I sort of, you know, I kind of read a physical book. You know, and I did, as every person has to, I had to sample the standard of Guinness in Galway. And yeah. it was very nice. And I walked around with a permanent smile on my face. So uh, did you? I can't yeah. see the same. <laughs> <laughs> but having said that, you know, having said that, it being in Galway, I did walk down the Spanish Arch. We saw the cliffs of Moher. Mm-hmm. And you know what, Emer? I think it reminded me. And I think, you know, if I say to all of our our Irish-based listeners, or even people who are thinking of coming to Ireland from abroad, we really have a stunning country here. Yeah, yeah. I Amazing. mean, like, yeah, like I have to say, I, I like the west of Ireland. Uh, I used, yeah. We have kids who used to go to Achill Island, and mm. I think it's still there. You know, dinosaurs are running around then, but sure, you know, um, no doubt that has moved on. Um, actually, well, <laughs> <laughs> actually, you know, um, I can see that you were trying to get the most of your time into there, strategize and make sure, you know, as you are, you're a strategist through and through. Um, actually, talking strategies, did you know that there are apps out there to help you beat stress and feel more relaxed? I meant to send you this before you went, but then I thought, Asher, you'll have, you'll have turned off the phone and you wouldn't be talking to me anyway. So, um, <laughs> so I find a great blog called creativeboom.com. Right. All right. And had a list of 10 calming apps available on iPhone and Android. Super. You probably use these just before I go into my session, I take it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I try. Yeah, yeah. Every every Friday about half one. But anyway. Um, so I'm gonna mention a couple of them. One I thought was quite, you know, appropriate because you know, everyone's happy on a Friday. Um, it's called Happy Thigh, whether you feel stressed, anxious, depressed. I might just check it out. Or you're dealing with constant negative thoughts. I might have to check out after this. Um, Happy Five brings you practical tools to take control of your emotional well-being. Great name for Yeah, that. Happy Five. Yeah, yeah. And uh, the other one um, that kind of caught my eye was adult colouring. And as you know, colouring books are not just for children anymore. Um, but this is actually an app with a difference because it's on your smartphone. You can engage yourself in hours of peaceful colour therapy with hundreds of designs to colour in. So uh, I would say to people, go check out the other eight or so apps on that blog. I just thought it was a bit different. Um, but then, yes, I did not see any apps regarding J-O-K-E-S's. Yeah, well, there's only one go-to place for the J-O-K-E-S, and that's the Let's Get Social show, Emer. And on that productive note, it is that time again. <laughs> oh, no, it's not. It's like a pantomime. This is, oh, yes, it is. <laughs> it's the digital giggle. Red alert! 
dear God. I'm um, opening the phone, I need a camera up. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, Eber, speaking yeah. of strategy, speaking of strategy, um, I recently mm-hmm. wrote my own strategy on how to get out of doing household chores in my notebook. But unfortunately, my wife found it and wrapped it in aluminium paper. So, Emer, sadly, (laughs) she foiled my plan. (laughs) Terrible. That's good. It's good as bad. (laughs) How many Guinnesses have you had today? Oh, that's the problem. I think there's another app on that blog that's called Head, head, head space. Uh, I think I'll have to go and check that one out, you know? Check that one. Oh, oh well. Uh, anyway, uh, yeah, you said it. Anyway, as ever, all I have to say is if you find today's, I don't know what kind of joke that was, well, engaging, I and mean, we'd love more pun, of them. Was it a pun? A digital <laughs> pun? <laughs> Okay, I, I'll let you with that one. And you are, you are in luck, guys. You can catch Philip's previous digital giggle, social media jokes strategy i don't know where it is with you today jokes yeah. uh indeed and our other shows are by hopping on to the let's get social podcast on podbeam itunes spotify and the dublin south fm website so as i always say speed through the fry five minutes i was gonna say <laughs> five minutes is sticking in my head today um first three minutes and you'll be grand so yes well we were talking about how time flies And it does indeed only feel like five minutes since we last chatted on the show with our guest. You know, Mm -hmm. he must have loved the last chat and he's back again. Now, that is a great strategy. Mm. Like I said last time, we have a superstar social media coach and speaker with the mantra of helping you and stuck businesses grow using the world's simplest Facebook and Instagram strategies. Mm -hmm. And apart from being a social media coach and speaker, Jerry Potter of Five Minute Social Media as many other talents as a content creator, digital strategist, pop culture writer, benefit auctioneer, and radio host. Plus, you got to check out his YouTube channel, Five Minute Social Media. So, without further ado, welcome back to Let's Get Social, returning for round two, Mr. Jerry Potter. Thank you. Where did you find that resume? Because that went back many, many years. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Jerry, uh, my chief researcher, Emer Duffy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, throw it at me, throw it at me. If you'd gone one step further, you would have said second grade school spelling bee champion. I mean, like it, you went back. So, but thank you so much for having Victoria. me back. I'm I'm excited to be here. Uh, it's already been worth my time just to hear the uh, joke about being foiled. So, uh, you like that? You have too much time off, Philip. Honestly, <laughs> I think so. <laughs> you know, yeah. I was going to say before we begin, um, as I asked you before when you were here, uh, Mr. Potter, which was about a year ago, actually, when you think about it. Um, how do you rate himself? being promoted to the head of, he's now branded at the Digital Giggle and his strategy anyway. Has it anyway improved since you were last here? Um, have you got anything up your sleeve? Because you did say you'd come back with one. Yeah, well, you you promised that if I you know mm-hmm. came back on the show, I'd have to bring my own social media jokes. And I'm sure Philip will agree that the best yeah. jokes are the ones you have to explain afterward because the person didn't get it. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so <laughs> I think that's kind of what I ended up with. Maybe, I'm, maybe that was not a good strategy for me asking you. <laughs> but, but I went for it anyway. Uh, and so uh, here we go. So um, do you guys know who Flavor Flav is? 
Yeah, the big okay, good. Right. Yeah, yeah. From okay. Yeah. Uh, what's Flavor Flav's favorite social network? Ooh, I, I, I don't know. I should know, but I don't know. <laughs> it's TikTok. It is because of the big clock register. I like it. <laughs> Speaking of outdated pop culture references, what do Justin Timberlake and me, after letting a bad roommate move in, have in common? Ooh, I don't know. I don't know either. We both want my space back. Oh, bring it back the oldies. Oh, that's got a good vibe or some vibe. <laughs> okay, funny. and I have, I have one more terrible joke, one more terrible digital giggle for you. Um, how do you measure the weight of a social media influencer? Hmm. How do you measure the weight of a social media influencer? I'm thinking, I'm thinking. TikTok, TikTok, I've gone blank. <laughs> There's no prize, but uh, in Instagrams, of course. Oh, oh should have known. Yeah, yeah, yeah. as well done, Jerry. Three jokes mm. wrapped up in quick fire. Yeah. yeah. I'm, feeling very, I'm, I'm feeling amateurish now. After yeah, yeah. I, I think you need to go off and have a rethink there. I, you know? I think I need to go back to Galway and never yeah. throw my face again. <laughs> get back on the boat. Get back on the boat. Um, so, in case someone listening didn't catch you, Jerry, last time around. Uh, it was episode 42, Hinton's everyone. Um, can you give them some info on your journey? Maybe it'll be more, it won't be as long as uh, Philip's intro. And <laughs> now, and how, yes, how you became the five minute social media guy, as they say. Yeah, well, and so I'll only go back several years, but okay. I I was working for a company at one point where they wanted us to post on Facebook 48 times per day. So it was every 30 minutes. What? And I'm like, this we, there's got to be a better way to do social media. So that was kind of the beginning. And uh, eventually uh, I wanted to learn more about YouTube. So I said, okay, well, I know social media and I know engagement strategy. So I'm going to start this YouTube channel just mm -hmm. for fun. And so the YouTube channel is called uh, five minute social media. And we're mm -hmm. just about to pass our four year anniversary. And earlier this year, oh, it right. passed a hundred thousand subscribers. Yeah. Fantastic. And, well done. Which blows me away. Cause again, this was a hobby. And at some point along the line, a total stranger reached out to me on LinkedIn and he was like, Hey, how are you monetizing this? Your business must be great. And I, I went, I, I don't have a, I don't have a business. I don't know. I, you know, I, I didn't even have the desire to be an entrepreneur. I just had this thing that I was doing and, and it was fun. Um, but then it became, you know, clear that it could be a business, but mm. before it was a business, I just really liked simplifying social media for people. Mm. Um, and especially business owners that are meanwhile trying to run the rest of their business. I felt like a lot yeah. of the social media trainings out there were mm. about, here's what to do if you have 40 hours a week to spend on social media. And nobody was talking about, here's what to do if you have two hours a week to spend on social media and the other 38 or whatever mm. it might be. Mm -hmm. You are left running your business. So, mm -hmm. yeah. So the channel took off. Now I have a business, which I love and um, get to help people every day. And it's it's really been an unbelievable treat for both my family and I. Uh, the, the freedom that's come with having a location independent business has been a real treat as well. Do you know what? It's like, you know, I, I'm a big believer in keeping things simple. You know, um, I remember when I started, I, I was like looking at, you know, the God, you can't be in everything, you know, and like Philip and I would be talking with different people and we keep saying to them like you can't be in everything and you have to be on where your audience is because I think that is key there's no point in talking to you know or telling jokes and the you're on the wrong platform telling the jokes yeah exactly yeah and, and no one laughing you know and you know, tumbleweed 
you know, so. Yeah, like a real yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and I think because social media is free for the most part, that's why people feel like they yeah. should just be everywhere that they can. Like it's free. Yeah. Why wouldn't I use this magical tool? Mm. And, and, and you both know, obviously in the earlier days of, you know, like once upon a time, you could put up a Facebook business page and post and most of your followers would see your post, but yeah. that's not there anymore. And so yeah, I always yeah, say yeah. to people now, I'm like, you could, you know, standing on the side of the road with a sign is free. Are you doing that? Like going door to door knocking is free. No, because you've got to value your time as well. Yeah. Like that's I think actually, some, yeah, that's really good actually scenario. Yeah. Think like I think like my own personal view as well, Jerry, I think why five minutes social media, your channel and your whole brand has been mm-hmm. so successful is because I think you can get lost in a whole, I suppose, um winding path of, you know, oh, do this for success, do this for success. And Mm -hmm. eventually there's so much kind of, I suppose, um, fluff. Whereas you present social where in five minutes, you will get a takeaway that you can apply in your business today. And I think that's what's great because I think business owners, you you mentioned their time is of the essence, you know, time is so valuable. You know, Mm -hmm. you don't get back that hour that you Mm -hmm. spent watching that webinar to get nothing from it. So um, like I suppose, Something that you and I would have in common, Jerry, is that obviously we very much believe in the power of strategy. Um, for mm-hmm. anyone who's listening, who may be starting a business or maybe rebranding, refreshing, you know, what would you maybe suggest to do when it comes to creating a strategy for their new refreshed online presence, their social media? Well, I, I love what uh, Emer said a moment ago about keeping things simple. And I think mm-hmm. that this is, you know, this is what, this is how all business owners should start with social media or, or managers or anybody that's building a strategy. And one of the questions that I'm in a mastermind with some other business owners, and one of the questions we've been talking about a lot this year is what would this look like if it were easy? What would this look like if it were simple? Mm-hmm. And I think in our minds, when we're coming up with a strategy, you know, we kind of think the more complex it is, the the more successful it will be, you know? And so we go, okay, I'm going to post five times a day on Instagram stories. And then I'm going to post on Facebook and then my Facebook group and then my Facebook personal profile and, you know, all these different things. And then I'm going to check notifications at 10 a.m., noon, 2 p.m., 3 p.m. because then I'm spacing out anyway. And and then again at 4 p.m. And, you know, it it, it all gets really complex. Mm. And, you know, there's two reasons that fails. One, you can't keep up with it because it's so complex. And two, when we add all of those different details, we don't end up doing any of them well. And I am as guilty of this as anybody. Like every time I have a launch for a course, it's like, oh, this time I'm going to do, uh, I'm going to post every day on all the networks and I'm going to do lives and I'm going to do webinars. I'm going to do case studies and I'm going to do a challenge. And then I'm going to do, you know, this and that. And then at the end I go, okay, so what went well? And I go, ah, Nothing, nothing went well. I did everything at, at like the, you know, mediocre level instead of picking one to two things and doing them really well. So if somebody is getting started with a strategy, the first thing I always suggest is figure out what is the thing that you can do on social media that gets somebody to where they're going to become your customer or client. Mm-hmm. And, and a lot of times it's what's the thing that happens right before they buy or right before they hire you. And so for some businesses, it might be join their email list. For some mm-hmm. businesses, it might be booking a, you know, a one-on-one discovery call. Uh, for some businesses, it might be when you offer a discount, you know, if you're a, if you're a retailer or a mm-hmm. e-commerce store and, and other businesses, it might be 
them finding out that you have good reviews or that you won an award or, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever it might be, but figure out what those things are that happen right before somebody becomes a customer or client and then build your strategy toward that instead of going, I have to post three times a week. You know, those aren't really strategies. Those are like, I, you know, I call those to-do lists post three times a week is a to-do list. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and you don't want to get into that pattern of just posting and hoping like I've been posting three times a week. That's what everybody said to do for a month now. Where's the, when's the money going to come? You know, there's no, that's so true. Yeah. I mean, like people, I go, you can't put all your eggs in one basket, like with social media, you know, it has to be just don't post and ghost. You need to engage you need to, you know, go look. I, I I sometimes suggest, you know, if they're not sure what to do, I go, why don't you go out and put in uh, an example keyword that's a pain point for your ideal customer into one of the platforms and see what people are talking about um, and then engage on that. And that might be a way forward if you're still unsure. Um I was going to ask you, I know you started to say the mistakes of spending too much time on social. And I think the fact COVID has made an unbelievable impact on businesses, Jerry. Um, what would you say are the mistakes you would see? And even like from established businesses, because it's not all the newbies that do make mistakes. You know, you do see, you know, uh, more established businesses make mistakes from time to time on social media. And um, what would you say is a good way of getting yourself out of that situation when it comes to being online. I think, I think there's two main mistakes that I see uh, businesses making and, and it is absolutely uh, new and established businesses that are doing that. And established businesses mm. don't like to, you know, they don't like to hear that, the, you know, if your social media is not working, mm. the solution for that business is usually the same as the solution for a new business. And that's to get back to the basics. Mm-hmm. But, the, but the two mistakes, one we kind of already touched on is just trying to be on too many places at once because mm-hmm. you don't do any of them well. Yeah. And so you, you end up, uh, you know, taking one piece of content and maybe it's perfect for Instagram reels. And then you just throw it up as an IGTV video. And then you throw it in your Facebook group and you throw it on your Facebook page. And then you, uh, you know, put upload the video to LinkedIn and, and it's not optimized. Not, it's not ideal for those platforms. Mm-hmm. And then you forget the other part, like you just touched on Emer, which is the, the social part, you know, the engaging and commenting. And so mm. I, I always recommend businesses go all in on, or at least I used to say all in. Now I say like 80 to 90% in on one social network. And then when you get really good at that and you've scaled it, then mm-hmm. it's time, you know, then maybe you are streamlined enough. You have time to add um, another one. The other thing that I see people uh, really do a lot is they get on social media and they skip the engagement piece. And, you know, the, the argument mm. is, well, I just want sales. I don't care about engagement. I don't want to reply to comments. I, I, you know, and engagement's a funny thing too, because sometimes when we get engagement, we run away from it. Like I've had, sometimes I'll have a post really take off. And then I, you know, you get tired of replying to, to comments eight yeah. days later. Mm-hmm. And then of course, two weeks later, your posts are bombing and you're like, oh man, I sure miss when I had all those comments. <laughs> um, you know, and so engagement sort of a, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's a, it's a plus and a minus, but the engagement is so important before the sales, because, you know, they say, what is it? People need seven or eight touch points with mm. your business. Um, you know, you need to shift beliefs and, mm. and in order to prepare them to buy before you ask them to buy. But more than that, as you know, there is no reach on social media without engagement. When people mm. engage, then all the platforms will show your content to more people. And even if you're spending money to get your messaging in front of more people, it will 
your money will go a lot further again if people are engaging instead mm-hmm. of just i mean you can you know you can spend a hundred dollars a day mm-hmm. on a boosted post and it's still only going to reach a certain number of people uh compared to if you had the same thing where people were actually engaging your reach will go a lot farther yeah because people, yeah i was gonna say hello because like people want conversations you know they want to ask like you there you know you put something on so, you're likely to ask a question isn't it terrible that you uh, you put a post up with a question and not reply back to the answer somebody's giving you yeah like i think i suppose it's very much uh, it comes from that that cultural thing because i think with social in, in my experience i don't know what you think jerry but uh you know, sometimes when a business goes in, because you've touched on it there, which I think is a real mistake a lot of businesses make, is that they see social at times mm. just this 100% sales channel. Yeah. Sell, 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 buy our products. Whereas you're so right that, you know, customers today are more researched. They, when they get to your sales funnel mm. as such, they already know about your product. They know what your brand is about. And I think what people now are looking for is for brands to have a proper conversation with them online mm-hmm. um, rather than be sold to. And if a company starts off initially with that first impression of the last as in, God, they just basically sell or they, mm-hmm. they retarget me with constant ads. And then they suddenly want to try and reverse to, oh, let's all be nicey-nicey, engage-engagey it may take a bit of time to rebuild up that trust again, you know? So, mm-hmm. so I, I think that's, um, is really yeah. Important. Well, and if you equate that to the in-person experience, you know, imagine if you walked into this, into a store, I mean, let's just say a bookstore mm-hmm. and then somebody says, and you know, and then somebody walked right up to you and they said, Hey, buy this book <laughs> yeah. as opposed to how's your day, anything I can help you with. Yeah. And so that's that engagement piece. And, and the other piece I think about engagement, too, that is so powerful is all of the engagement is social proof. If someone goes and checks out your business on Facebook or Instagram or TikTok or whatever, and they see all of this engagement, you know, Mm -hmm. that makes them feel better because somebody else has already trusted you and had these great engagements with your business. That's right. And they're going to like you. Well, that's it. You know, like, I think, like, I know myself, I'm sure you're probably the same, probably yourself, Jerry, you know, like when I'm researching maybe a new product or something, I'm looking at all of the testimonials or mm. if, I'm, if I'm on were you shopping again? Were you shopping again, were you? I was dipping my eye in Amazon, you know, for some more cycling gear, email, you know, <laughs> those day glow green bike shorts with, oh, the, with the padded butt. Oh, no, 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 <laughs> the ones the satellites can see. <laughs> That's the one, Cherry. Now you have it. Oh, you're cycling yeah. again. <laughs> so did you check out What's, the reviews? Did you? <laughs> I check out all the reviews. That's what I do because, mm. you know, I, I buy based on review, not mm-hmm. on price. Um, yeah. And I think that's the way people have, are, are going, you know. Um, yeah. Like, like Jerry, in the whole kind of strategic element, we always hear, you know, terms like customer personas, et cetera. I suppose to peel it back, though, um, being on the right platforms where your ideal customers are is obviously something that myself and Emer are always very passionate about. Um, like when you are crafting, I suppose, the ideal customer, how can a business go about starting that process so that they can start to communicate properly to their audience on social? Well, it's um, it's an interesting exercise, you know, defining your ideal customer that I think has evolved 
over the years. And, you know, the, 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 the longstanding knowledge was you need to define your exact person, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and when I worked as a radio presenter, this was a big thing. Like, you know, we, we would have a a cardboard cutout of a person in the studio and it's like, that's Stacy. She's 28. She's got one kid thinking about another. She works at a law firm as a paralegal. She, you know, and it was very, very specific. I think now with the internet, there are so many more potential customers available to us. And I do think it is still important to have 28-year-old Stacy or whatever in mind mm-hmm. when you are writing your copy and things like that. But one of the things I think that has shifted as we've kind of broadened our net, thanks to technology, is that there's going to be more than just one ideal person. And so one of the ways that I think you can do that, and, and, and the reason for this, by the way, is because depending on what your business is, but for a lot of businesses, you know, even doing what you do, you have people that are at different stages. Mm-hmm. And so for me, for example, you know, I've got somebody who's literally trying to figure out how to set up a Facebook business page for the first time. And then I have somebody else who is trying to figure out how to, you know, they've got a great engaged audience and they're trying to figure out the fastest way to fill a webinar or to uh, drive more people to their holiday sale or whatever it might be. And so one of the things that I think we can do with this, you know, ideal customer persona is craft the future identity of them of who your person is trying to become, because that way, if it is the person, again, using myself as an example, who's setting up the Facebook business page for the first time, mm-hmm. or it's the person who's been doing social media for five years, but wants to get better at it. Well, ultimately they both want to get to the point where like I've nicknamed my, uh, you know, future identity, the streamlined entrepreneur. They want to mm-hmm. get to that point where everything's streamlined and their social media works for them. And it doesn't, you know, bother them after they leave work for the day or on the weekends, if they don't want it to, uh, you know, it allows them to get great results in less time and keep the other parts of their life in mind that are more important, like cycling or, you know, going away to Galway and having a Guinness or, you know, whatever those other things. Happen yeah, to you be. have it there. Uh, that's the ideal yeah. persona for me. Yeah. <laughs> but for all of us that are business owners, that is what, you know, we, we want to have a social media plan that, you know, plays to our strengths and mm. brings us results. And, you know, for somebody who right now feels like an unpaid social media intern in their own business, which Mm -hmm. a lot of people do in the beginning, uh, you know, that's the dream. You know, it's like, oh man, you know, what if the stuff I was doing on social media made a difference? And I knew, you know, that it made a difference. And, and, you know, for you, if you're running like an agency, then in that case, then it's you taking it off their plate, you know, that is their, Mm -hmm. their future identity. And so, uh, that's that's kind of I think where customer personas have evolved a bit is because we're targeting people at a wider range of things of stages. You know, if we focus on that future identity, then they can uh, all aspire to that. Now, if you just have one product that fixes one problem and everybody's at the same place when they need it, then obviously that doesn't apply. Yeah. Yeah. You, you then just have that one kind of ideal customer because that's the one problem you can solve that one problem for them you know, then you work off that. Um, but then your customers could be everywhere, you know, because of COVID, you know, people are, you know, more online. They're looking more at, you know, uh, YouTube videos and whatever else. Uh, actually talking of YouTube videos, uh, I have to say, I do love your channel, Jerry, because that was what actually how I came across you was your YouTube channel. Um, and Instagram and Facebook would be, 
some of your most popular uploads. Um, uh, one that actually I noticed there was how to use Instagram stories. And that was hitting hundreds of thousands of views. What inspires you actually to create those videos? Because I'm still the hesitant video gal, as Philip knows. Um, so maybe you can give me a few. You'll, you'll get, you'll get there, Emma. Don't worry. <laughs> year, year 21, 21, uh, 22, 22, maybe, you know. Um, maybe you can give me a few pointers, actually. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, at first coming up with the videos, initially it was I, the first just handful of videos. It was kind of mm. the what are the what of my friends who have businesses been asking me? Um, then I learned a little bit more about, you know, optimizing for search on YouTube. And so a lot of the videos are just simply what are people searching for mm-hmm. that's not being served by somebody else. Yeah. And one of the things that I've found that I'm able to help people with with some of these videos, like you brought up the how to use Instagram stories. It seems to be this cool thing with social networks where they don't tell you how to use them and you just kind of have to figure it out. And and don't get me wrong, (laughs) they are very intuitive, but for people who grew up always having an instruction manual, There is no instruction manual for Instagram. There might be a couple of things that pop up when you're brand new. And so Mm. they kind of rely on, you know, the internet and and things like that. And obviously social media in in that sense is very visual. And so I think that's why some of those videos that are, you know, have hundreds of thousands of views are those. And and Instagram, I really do think is um, for somebody who has just never been in there, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, Instagram stories, again, it's been out for several years now. It's certainly becoming more common. But in the beginning, it was like, so they delete them at the end? And <laughs> it's pictures or is it video? And I can't go yeah. longer than 15 seconds. And you know, there were all of these things that for certain people, it was just, you know, uh, it, it was not natural. It was not intuitive at all. And so I think that's why some of those have uh, have really um, taken off. So, so are, are we going to coach uh, Emer on how to get comfortable on camera now? Well, not right now. So. <laughs> oh, no, let's do it right now, Jerry. Let's do it right now. <laughs> uh, I think it's time to go home. Amar, <laughs> <Hey>, come back. Let's <laughs> get on my bike. You go know, I need a guess for that. Um, no, I, I, you know, there are a lot of business owners out there who are probably like myself and go, I'm not getting in front of the camera. I don't know what to say. I wouldn't even know where to start. And that's why I think you're so cool because you're just so relaxed and you just you know, go straight in and go, right, today we're going to talk about, and maybe that's where if people had something to kind of start them off, you know, uh, maybe there's a, there's one, I don't know, have, have you done how to get comfortable in front of the camera? I don't know. Maybe there's something. Yeah. I, well, I've never done a video on that, although I think it would be a good one. Um, I did have a bonus I wrote um, for a course a couple of years back, and it was the Camera Shy Entrepreneur's Guide to Facebook Live. Okay. Can you and- send me that? <laughs> I can. I'd be happy. To. <laughs> um, but I think for anybody that's struggling with that, you know, we 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 kind of have all, all of these fears, right? And and mm. even if you see somebody like me who looks comfortable, it doesn't mean that one they're not still there, or two they were certainly there in the beginning, you know. And it's like oh, I yeah. won't look good on camera. No one will watch. Uh, I don't mm. know what to talk about. Um, you know, I know for a lot of people, and and especially for women, it's like I'm afraid that somebody's going to leave some mean, terrible comment. Um, yeah. You know. Yeah. Uh, you know, some people say, I, you know, I'm like, what's the worst that could happen? And they say, I could literally die. Like, okay, well, that's, <laughs> that's probably yeah. not going to happen, but a lot of that stuff can be overcome. And so the, you know, first thing I always say is just do it and just record videos for yourself or use a, use a messaging app like Instagram or Snapchat or, or something to just send videos back and forth 
mm-hmm. people because you know that you know that you're comfortable with because that alone will help people really you know get comfortable with that. Um, it's funny because I my wife is a um, podcast coach and she's actually Tough. you know I I had this idea for her the other day and I said you should only communicate with clients using voice recordings because all of that would be them practicing to get more comfortable talking. And so I think the same thing applies to to cameras. The more you're on camera, the better you're going to be. But, Mm. you know, here's a few other things. It's like get good lighting. Everybody looks great with natural light. So get Mm -hmm. outside or get in front of a window. Um, When I started, I recorded, I didn't have any equipment really. I recorded Mm -hmm. all my videos facing a big window. And when it got too sunny, I had to take a break and wait for the clouds to roll back in. Um, So We have that problem here all the time in Ireland. Well, I was going to say, yeah, Seattle and, and Ireland have uh, have that in common for sure. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. You know, put on an outfit or a shirt that you love. And you know, when I started doing my YouTube videos, I had a TV friend. He's like, "You're going to wear makeup, right?" And I'm like, "Oh, I'm not going to wear makeup." And then he kind of like showed me some <laughs> stuff. And so when I do the when I do my YouTube videos now, and and you know, I don't tell many people this, but when I have the big lights and everything like that, I I have a little bit of makeup on because I don't want somebody getting distracted by the big splotches on my forehead. You know, I want them to pay attention to the lesson. So. Um, but it really does come down to just, you know, doing what you can to feel good about yourself and then just doing it. Yeah. Which I, I know yeah. is terrible advice. Just do it. But it's yeah. true. Yeah. Like it's kind of interesting. Like I think like I know myself, I kind of feel somewhat comfortable on, on, on video. Um, uh-huh. But it's interesting. I remember I did a video, put my heart and soul into it. I felt I gave a good kind of description of, of things. It was a, it was actually a video on how to I think it was go go live on Facebook in landscape on your on your mm-hmm. Facebook mm-hmm. and it got loads of views on YouTube but <laughs> it was one comment on it yeah great video but skip to four minutes and twenty <laughs> I was going, what's wrong with the first four minutes I poured my heart out into that video <laughs> well and there are just people on YouTube that have decided that's their job and it yeah, makes them feel yeah. special to go oh, and yeah. say hey you can just start at this point exactly. um, so and you're gonna you're always gonna get trolls and and I get that too and yeah. I used to let it beat me up. And then I just kind of, I started thinking about it and I'm like, gosh, I wonder what's going on in their life where they're that angry. about yeah, this. Yeah. Yeah. That's, and that's it. Like, I think what, what, what helps me when I do a video or when I say do an Instagram reel and I'm mm-hmm. lepping around in my kitchen <laughs> is that the way I look at it is that when people watch us, there's probably 90% of people who are watching us who are saying, Oh, I could never do that. Mm-hmm. So fair play to you, you know, uh, mm-hmm. for doing it. But I think if you can get over the the fear of being judged and realize that actually you're letting people into a sort of a um, who you are, the real mm-hmm. personality, you know, I'd say for you, Emery, you, people will realize what a really nice person you are. Yeah. So, you know, um, not really sound as always, Jerry. <laughs> You can hear your voice. Yeah, don't go there. Save that. Well, and that's the other thing too is tell your audience that you're nervous. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. That just makes, you know, like, yeah. like yeah. said, 90% of the people go, I wouldn't do that. And so you do think, that. And that's a connection point from the beginning. Actually, yeah. actually we should have got your wife uh, when we started off the podcast. <laughs> now I've been less nervous. <laughs> but, you know? But you know, it's it's actually it's actually it's interesting. Um, I remember watching um, or list, sorry, listening to a, a podcast with um, 
I I can't remember the lady's name, but a very highly um kind of podcasting e-commerce, I suppose, digital course creator expert. Mm-hmm. And her podcasts were sort of flawless. And she was very candid that she got a load of commentary back that, you know, you sound too perfect. Will you leave in the sort yeah. of the, the stutters and the mistakes? Because we can, as your audience, we can sort of, we can um, empathize with that. Mm-hmm. And I always kind of feel a bit same with the video, you know, for, you know, if, if you make a mistake, you kind of own it a bit on camera and it sort of shows mm-hmm. a bit of humanness as such, you know, and it sort of takes away that sort of that edge. Is it, is it, they say people, people like the, the hiccups and the, the bloopers? Um, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. One of my favorite phrases around that is that, you know, this applies to all social media, video, anything. It's nobody can relate to your perfection. You know, nobody believes they're perfect. So if you come across as perfect, they can't relate to that. But man, they can relate to you doing a Facebook Live and the dog barking in the background. Or they can relate to you doing a Facebook Live and not realizing you left dirty (laughs) underwear on the couch behind. (laughs) (laughs) You saw that video. <laughs> Actually, I was going to hop in and ask you. You know, um, audio is fast becoming a popular feature. She's, I'm segueing away from the video here. Um, with, you know, like, strategic, very <laughs> strategic. Well, it's no order today. Um, yeah, Clubhouse um, and Twitter Spaces. I was actually doing a, a workshop on Twitter today, and we were talking about spaces and. Uh, Twitter have audio tweets, which they didn't know about, right? What's your take on audio then? Do you think it's a good strategy for businesses, Jerry, or is it just say, stick with the video and just do the odd podcast? What's your, what's your thoughts? Well, my first thought is, uh, you know, it's about time that they added audio to social media because mm. way back in 2008, when I was still working as a radio presenter, like audio was the one type of content that it was so hard to share on social media. And I kept thinking like, why isn't this part of it? And it was also very protected because they were worried people were going to share, you know, uh, copyrighted music and things like that. But um, I think, you know, I don't think that audio is going to become like, it's not going to replace other things. You know, some people said, oh, when Clubhouse, you know, when Clubhouse was all the rage uh, for that, you know, six months or whatever. Yeah. And it's still, it's still big, but you mm-hmm. know, everybody was, was talking about it like, oh, this is just going to replace everything else. And it's like, no, I don't mm-hmm. think that's going to happen. No. But one of the things that, yeah. one of the conversations we had when I worked still in radio was, you know, when people said, oh, well, you know, is radio, you know, going away. And, you know, as, as now we have all these other things and we can stream and Mm -hmm. there will always be a way or a need for audio only entertainment. Mm -hmm. And so I think, or, you know, inspiration or whatever that might Mm -hmm. be. So I think Mm -hmm. audiobooks and podcasts and clubhouse and Twitter spaces and everything like that. I think that that's always going to be, you know, consumed. Mm -hmm. And I think it is a, a great way to, you know, connect with people. But beyond that, my favorite thing about audio is I really think it is one of the most intimate mediums. And when you send like, and I use this a lot in my business, I love using messenger to send people voice recordings Mm -hmm. because when you hear somebody's tone, you get so much more out of it as opposed to reading a written message. Yeah. And I think the same thing is true for, you know, when you, when we're talking about audio for business, this is a way to 
do all of those things that, you know, we're trying to do like, okay, get my message out, be authentic, be trustworthy, um, you know, be genuine. All of that comes through that much more in voice. Yeah. The last thing is, I think it also depends on who you're trying to reach. Mm-hmm. So I've just launched a new podcast. And yes. one of the reasons for that is because I want to, uh, well, one, because I love audio, but mm-hmm. two, I want to be able to talk to the business owners who don't necessarily search on YouTube, but they do listen to podcasts and audiobooks while they're commuting mm-hmm. or walking yeah. or Yes. doing whatever else it might be. And I think mm-hmm. that's just a, a different audience entirely. So, you know, is it, is it the the right solution for a lot of businesses? I think the, the communication piece, mm-hmm. you know, if you can send somebody a voice message instead of a written message, that's powerful. I mean, if I got a voice message from somebody at Starbucks or an airline or something like that, that was, you know, and, and that's the other thing too, if we think about, you know, old school voicemail, yeah, sound quality is not very good. But now we literally talk into our smartphones and it sounds almost like they're sitting right there. Like I've been I've been playing a message on my phone and, you know, like, let's say from my dad and one of my tiny humans will come in and be like, is grandpa here? <laughs> it's like, no, grandpa's not here. It's just a recording. Yeah. But but that's the level of you know quality that's there. So I think that that level of intimacy just from the serving your customers and clients. Actually, would be I, I suppose a good digital strategy for customer service. Uh, you know, leaving a voice message because it looks like you've gone the extra mile. For sure. And not things that you want a legal record of necessarily, Um, you know, certain things you want to have text and a a Mm -hmm. record of that. But Mm -hmm. but in general, it's it's just even just a quick, you know, voice message saying, hey, I'm so glad that you joined or you signed Mm -hmm. up or you bought this. You know, let me Mm -hmm. know if you need anything. It can Mm -hmm. be really, really powerful. Yeah. Yeah. Like I I would totally agree. Like I think the, the power of listening to someone's voice has huge has huge weight and you can convey so much with the tone of your voice. Mm-hmm. Like an area, I think that a lot of businesses are missing a trick when it comes to audio is even the HR department or say companies from a hiring perspective, because mm-hmm. the traditional way is is a big long page of um, the job role and you must have this mm-hmm. as opposed to if you could imagine a recruiter or a company who is looking for a, a particular position or even wants to hire maybe a young graduate who's so hungry and keen. Mm-hmm. The difference between them maybe hearing the person talk about and the passion of what they want from the role could be the balance between someone looking at a role and going, no, I couldn't do that, as opposed mm-hmm. to I could work for them. And I think yeah. that's a very interesting kind of area. Um, mm-hmm. Jerry, you have a very thought-provoking phrase on your website, um, which goes as follows. Without a strong plan, your business will never have the impact it could, and you'll continue to miss out on life's most important moments because you're always playing catch-up with your social media. Really crystal clear, Mm. super brilliant advice. When it comes to what you are saying there, how can a business kind of keep things simple and strategic with being on social for their business. Well, I, you know, I think it the, the first piece kind of comes down to boundaries and mm-hmm. you know, it reminds me of a moment in my own life where I had this, you know, it was one of those things that shook me up and I realized, you know, oh my gosh, I'm not 
you know, prioritizing the right things. And this is back when I worked for an agency and, you know, I had, I had this mentality of, you know, the customer's always right. The client's always right. And, you know, we'd get messages from clients sometimes during off hours. And now we have this device in our pocket all the time, depending on how you have your notifications set where you, you know, anybody can reach out to you all the time. And this gets said a lot about email, but I think it also applies to other things to where whatever just pops up feels the most urgent in our business. And so there was a night uh, a number of years back where I was having dinner with my two tiny superheroes, as I call them. And my wife worked evenings at the time and the three of us were eating dinner and my phone, you know, blooped and I looked at it and it was a message from the client at the agency. And I said, Oh, hang on guys, uh, keep eating. I just need to go take care of this. And I got up and I went in the other room. Um, and, and the worst part was that my, then he was probably four was, you know, you, if anybody who's been around kids, you know, how you say, hey, how was your day? It's really hard to get any out of them. He was actually telling like this epic tale from the playground that day. And mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, hang on, hold that. I want to hear the rest, but let me go take care of that. And I went to the office and I replied to this thing, you know, at six o'clock at night. And by the time I got back, the kids were gone and the dog was on the table, basically eating my dinner. And <laughs> it, it was one of those moments where, you know, I, and I went to try and find out the end of this tale and he'd already forgotten about it. And it was this thing where I just realized, oh, my gosh, I just like walked away from my four year old who was telling this great story to answer a client message at six o'clock at night. Like, you know, we all say my family's first. But in that moment, I failed my family. You know, I failed as a father. And and that was that moment where I went, okay, something's got to change. And so when you're trying to prioritize, you know, there's a couple of things that I think are really important. The first one is you have to put the boundaries in early. Sometimes people say, I'm not going to work after six o'clock as soon as I get to this point, you know, Mm -hmm. as soon as my income hits here, or as soon as I get one more client or, you know, whatever it might be. But I think it's really important to do those things early on because you probably will never add them later, especially with most entrepreneurs. We're always like, okay, now what? Okay, now what? Okay, now what can I do? Mm -hmm. And so the next day I turned off all of the email notifications on my phone uh, they mm-hmm. don't, so no emails don't even pop up on my screen. I have to open the email app to see if I have any email. And I mm-hmm. turned off everything except for text and phone calls. And the next day I went to the clients and I said, Hey, if you ever have anything urgent, text me. Um, otherwise send me an email and I'll get back to you, you know, by the next business day. And I, for two weeks sweated like, Oh my God, I'm going to miss something. And I kept checking the email and I kept checking the email. Mm-hmm. And I finally realized, you know, when it comes to our clients, there are very rarely, if ever, a real emergency. Mm-hmm. And my clients started solving problems on their own because they didn't just fire off an email, you know, cause they would go, well, I, he's not going to reply. It, it's not important for text and he's not going to reply till tomorrow. So let me try and, you know, figure this out on my own. And so they would do that. And so that was the beginning of setting those boundaries for me, but I, you know, look at that device in your pocket, turn off all the notifications that you don't really need. And you can have things that never pop up on the screen. You can have things that pop up on the screen, but don't make a noise. And of course you can have things that, you know, have all of that. And so, um, that is, I think that's, you have to not only say what's important, obviously I was like, my family's first, but then found myself completely failing at that. And so, you know, it's like decide what's important and then back that up. And because what's the point of us doing all of this, if we're not going to get to enjoy the other part. Yeah. Very true. Yes. So, uh, he did have a story. It was six in my mind that time when you had, um, you were on your phone all the time, weren't you? And your daughter was saying, oh, yeah. say something. And I kind of stuck in my mind. Yeah. It's a bit like your own story, Jerry. 
So it's, it is it is where you have to say, you know, there has to be a cutoff point. And it can be challenging, especially when they're off school for the summer holidays and you're trying to juggle, you know, where do you book things in so that you can have that balance, you know? Yeah. yeah. But a lot of, I think, I think the biggest thing is a lot of the things that we think are important, the person on the other end really doesn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the, the client that sent me that email that night wasn't expecting me to reply. You know, if I had called right. and said, you know, I, 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 I left the dinner table because I wanted to get back to you. Mm-hmm. They probably would have said, why would you do that? Reply yeah. tomorrow. What's wrong with you? Have dinner with your kids, you know? Yeah. So it's uh, we we put that stuff in our own head. And, yeah. and once you set boundaries and expectations, you know, and social media has this 24 seven hustle feel to it. Mm-hmm. But if you set your expectations, yeah. then it's fine. And if there's somebody who is. Uh, you know, paying you very little that expects a response 24 hours a day on a Facebook message, then that's probably not your, you know, perfect client. Now, now if you're, no, if, they, if they people are paying like, you, they'd be yeah. signing like hell to me, <laughs> you know, to have yeah. somebody on you going, you didn't message you back. You didn't come back to my email, you know, and be at you all the time, then that's going to make you miserable and you're not going to do your best anyway. So, yeah. Yeah. So I was going to say, Jerry, um, I can't believe like we are, you know, uh, have had a great chat here. Um, have you anything new coming up? Um, I know I'm being a wee bit strategic here because because uh, <laughs> uh, I know you have. Um, but also any more last minute tips? Well, you know, the, the, the uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'll answer both of those together. The biggest thing that I always encourage people with social media is, you know, figure out what works and mm-hmm double down on it and, you know, ditch the rest. And it's like, yeah. you know, Pareto's principle, the the 80, 20 rule, it's like figure out the 20% of the things you can be doing mm-hmm. that brings in 80% of the results and ditch the rest. And yeah. for people that, you know, I, I've, I've spoken about this at conferences and I remember uh, this was pre COVID. It was an in-person thing. And a woman came up to me like cuddling her smartphone, like it was a baby. And, and she said, well, I agree with what you're saying, but I'm not giving up my Twitter, you know, and, and this was a woman who was browsing Twitter for, you know, an hour and a half a day because she got a client on it two years ago. And if you enjoy Twitter, great, but you have to count that as Netflix time. You can't come to me and tell me you're spending, you know, 10 hours a week browsing Twitter because you got a client two years ago. Yeah. And, and in the same breath say, I don't have any time for social media. (laughs) So, um, so really figure out what works and ditch the rest. And it is kind of that, uh, you know, depending on where you are in your business or or Mm -hmm. in life, sometimes it's scary to where you, 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 you want to take every possible opportunity. And I still do this myself. You know, I agreed to do, um, something, uh, last week that I agreed to two months earlier. And, mm-hmm. and, and last week was crazy. And I was like, why did I agree to this? This is not important <laughs> to me. Um, you know, so it's, the I, hope you were, I hope you were talking about our show. <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, but, but I'm a, I'm a people pleaser. And so I'm like, yeah, sure. That sounds fun. And then meanwhile, I'm trying to yeah. you know do all that. So, mm. but you know, you were asking what, if I have anything new and, and, you know, my next venture yes. is I've, I've wanted to start a podcast for years and we were just talking about, you know, yeah. I mentioned that and the power of audio and yeah. I want to go deeper on some topics than I can do in a YouTube video. I want to go, um, and talk about some things at a higher level than, Mm -hmm. 
you know, here's how to create your first Instagram story. And yeah. so I have a, a new podcast and it's called social media for streamlined entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. And, um, there'll be a new episode every week. And each, each week is designed to, you know, solve a problem that you may be having with social media, but the whole idea is helping people become that streamlined entrepreneur where you have eliminated 80% of the work and you've held on to that 20% that brings the 80% of the results and that you have set those boundaries and you have filtered out uh, all of the extra advice that's out there with social media. I rarely tell somebody what they should do. I, mm-hmm. because I don't think anybody should have, you know, like everybody should have a different strategy. You got to figure out what works for you. And so that's yeah. kind of the idea behind the whole podcast. And I'm really, really excited to do that because uh, voice and audio is one of my favorite things. I love, um, doing, you know, listening to podcasts and, you know, sometimes people will say, Hey, you know, would you consider writing a book? And I'm like, could it just be an audio book? I don't want to. <gasps> yeah. <laughs> really write a book. Yeah. And also you don't have to worry about, worry about uh, her and makeup, you know? Exactly. So, well, and that's the other piece about voice that you were talking about earlier yeah. is it is a way to communicate without worrying about yeah. hair and makeup and all that. So um, yeah. although I have to say you turned your side, turned out very well today. And sort of Philip, you know, the hair looks great guys. So uh... <laughs> thanks so much. Mm. You know, we want to make an effort for you, Emer, you know. Yeah, I, I was I was looking for a reply that doesn't matter. Anyway, uh... <laughs> oh sorry, yeah, it's, sorry, yeah, uh, your hair is great too, Emer. <laughs> Ooh, I'll talk to you later. I'll talk to you later. So hashtag hot water. Yes. <laughs> you know, Jerry, as always, just like last time, it was. Uh, this has been great fun and always great advice and gold. And obviously, if you want to catch the first time we interviewed Jerry, you can go to episode forty-two on the Let's Get Social show podcast before we go jerry where would you like people to go to if they want to find the best experience of jerry potter and to contact you etc um i would say you know it it would welcome you to check out the podcast and it's Mm -hmm. at stream streamlinerspodcast.com again it's called social media for streamline entrepreneurs but you can go to i i decided that uh, entrepreneurs is is a word that people misspell too often, including myself. So, yeah, uh, so yeah. it's just streamlinerspodcast.com. Uh, you can go there and uh, check out the podcast. And I love any feedback from anybody uh, as well. And I do hope that people find it helpful and motivational and inspirational and and uh, helps them streamline things in their own business. Brilliant. And we wish well, you I, success uh, with it too. Yes, indeed. I think I definitely will be tuning in because uh, I love audio too. Um, again, Jerry, this has been great. And I have to say it was a great strategy of yours to join us again. <laughs> yeah, it'll boost your profile, no doubt. Yeah. <laughs> Plus I got to work on my uh, social media joke writing skills for the first time ever. So Yeah, and you crushed it. That was great. Yeah, I don't know about you that. But... I think you more likely crushed Philip anyway. So you know. I think so. Yeah, I feel yeah. crushed. Yeah. <laughs> well, the first three are easy. Philip's written like a uh, hundred of these, right? Uh, I tell you, it's it's only a hundred actually, yeah. Well, I suppose we yeah, yeah, yeah about a hundred, yeah, like I suppose it's um yeah, it's all the research, you know, that's the strategy. You do the research. Yeah. So uh, there you go. But Jerry, listen, thanks so much again. And, you know, at the end of the day, you'll have to join us, no doubt, again in the future for another show. And we might look at it, particularly all about podcasting or audio and your experience mm. on your journey. So that could be an interesting one. Mm-hmm. 
But all I have to say now is if you enjoyed today's show, you can catch it again and the other shows on the Let's Get Social Show podcast on Podbean, iTunes, Spotify, and of course on the Dublin South FM website. So do please download and subscribe so you won't miss an episode. And all that's left to say is I've been Philip Twyford, the Curdy Marketer. And I've been Emer Duffy of Fit Social Media. And we'll see you again soon for more Let's Get a Social. See you then. Bye.